ladies and gentlemen, Thomas y Caballeros. another special edition of leaving the ring it's measuring the fighters got a good segment here all lined up for you guys and then uh definitely do our breaks down of this potentially i think it's going to end in 2020 here in milcar uh between these two super flyweights one guy moving up attempting to do what uh ioka has done which is be the uh first uh japanese fighters to hold titles in four weight divisions takana oh, yeah. is a powerful big puncher um, again, we're going to give us, give you guys our take, uh, not necessarily our prediction, but we're going to measure them both out of what is the difference and the similarities between the two and why, honestly, this much, this makes for a, such a great fight and an event that's going to, that's going to be taking place in Japan on New Year's Eve, man. I'm, I'm definitely am pumped up. First off, Merry Christmas to everybody. And I uh, hope everybody had a great Christmas, got all the gifts that you were looking for. Amilcar, tell me, man, how was your Christmas day? Uh, it, was, it was good. Just relaxing, stayed at home, um, ate a lot of food, streamed the show. Uh, started watching a show called Gangs of London. It's out of Sky, the Sky Oh, Network. I saw that. I was going to watch it, man. Yeah. But um... It's the same channel that shows half of the boxing out there in the UK. Right. Shows all the Joshua fights. They got this show, Gangs of London. Dude, it is really good. I haven't gotten to the end of the season yet. I'm like halfway through, but it's a really good show. Really? You oh, know yeah. what we end up doing? Um, first off, who's actually the first year. You know, you know, when you have kids, you're so used to uh, providing, you know, if you're a provider, you know, you provide, provide, provide. Uh, kids always get all the presents. They get all the good shit, right? The, the stuff yep. that they've been looking forward. And uh, this is uh, the first year ever, man. Where I received a lot of gifts to, from my two sons, who now are at that age where they work, um, they have kind of already, you know, they're starting off and trying to cement their their own real personality of being a man in this world. So I got a brand new mic from them, uh, a new ch- a new sitting chair. Uh, I got a watch that my son just took right now because he's going off to work. He's, he's got to resize it. I, I think he thought like I had that. Um, my life of 600 pounds that that show that you like to watch kind of risk dude because they, it was literally like that freaking big right that I, my wrist was able to hula hoop this watch right and i was like oh okay and uh, but no he took that i didn't get socks this year which i was kind of disappointed because that tells you that you've been doing a great job uh, as a father in milk car i don't know if you if you know that but that's like a sign of you're doing a great job, Dad. So we're going to put socks on you so your feet are nice and warm while you're out there busting your ass and putting food on the table, keeping the lights on, and keeping a roof over our heads. But So, yeah, I had a great uh, Christmas, man, a, a really good I one. Tell, I can tell. You look good. Yeah. Oh, I got, got the sweater. I got sweaters, dude. Yeah. I got sweaters. Yeah. I was like, what the deal? Whatever I did for 2020, they obviously saw, even though we were in uh, quarantine for quite some time, probably saw that. They finally, finally, finally uh, – uh, I've lived up to the expectations, I think, uh, by these gifts that I've gotten. It's, it shows. <laughs> Absolutely. But other than that, man, uh, ate a lot as well. Um, this Saturday is pretty dry. Not, a, not much going on in the boxing world for us. But definitely we have something to look forward for uh, this coming up week here on 
New Year's Eve, man. What about you? We absolutely do. Yeah. First off, though, shout out to uh, all our listeners in the UK. Today's Boxing Day. Oh, yes, so that's right. Over here, we don't really, most people don't really know what that means unless they're in a, in Canada where they have a boxing day. And even there, I don't think most people know. It. I, I don't know what it means. But uh, what I do know is I like the word boxing. So let's use it as a, a day to celebrate boxing and boxers, my man. Exactly, man. Which was some sad news about Frankie Randall. We did discuss a little bit about that on the yep. uh, Leaving the Ring next, uh, uh, Leaving the Ring uh, roundtable. Um, mm -hmm. So definitely, it's a celebration for like Frankie Randall, a great, the surgeon, great Frankie Randall. Uh, we'll use this day for him on Boxing Day, remembering him and Johnny Tapia. And all the fallen words from Hector Camacho to Pernell Whitaker. And the list goes on and on and on. Yep, yep, absolutely. Yeah, we, uh, you know what? Speaking of of, uh, of Tapia, I think Tapia is going to be pretty excited about the fight we're talking about. Yeah, dude. I think so, too. Guy, you know? Uh, yeah, because you know what, Tapia? Uh, well, Johnny Tapia and like even like Michael Carbohol, who's mm -hmm. Michael Carbohol is, is still uh, well and doing very great. He's got his own gym up in his hometown in Arizona. Um, yeah. You know, when I know it, it, it sucks because Mike actually broke into that that barrier of the little guys don't get much respect or they don't make a whole lot of money. Michael Carbohol got into that unknown territory of making a million okay and uh, yeah. mike was exciting he was a big puncher he could box he was an olympian did a lot of accomplishments you know now outside of the ring it was very dark for him uh, but inside the ring it, it, it the, the, the light just shined on him so you know uh this fight here that we're going to talk about is definitely a, a, a homage to him of what he has yeah. done and a lot of the other flyweights as well you know when you think of lopez uh, there's another guy there fanito Another great, 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 you know, um, flyweight. Absolutely. Then we got the, oh, well, that's you, brother. You, you, I was like, who the hell is this new dude up in the chat room? It's my brother man yeah. over there, man. <laughs> that's my so, YouTube handle, man. Maestro A. There you go. Uh, so I got to separate off of, like, the stuff I've been doing on, on like, just personal stuff on 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 uh google and whatever and just use this one for all of my boxing and other things so yeah for those of you who yeah. aren't online right now with us right now you'll be able to find me pretty much everywhere using the maestro a handle which you did a show uh just this uh christmas eve you did right yep and i'm gonna up, i'm gonna put up something something uh Sunday, too. I'm going to try to do stuff Sunday, Dave, like I said to you earlier, right. like a little preview before our shows, right? So I, I tried to do something similar to that last time where I kind of introduced the people, um, and then we'll do like more deep dive uh, breakdowns when we get together. So the two people we're talking about, obviously, are Kosei Tanaka and uh, Kazuto Ioka, two yeah. Japanese yes. two Japanese uh, boxers with a, let's be honest, these guys are really good tacticians, tough as nails. All right, we've got right. uh, Naka, who uh, has moved up to the super flyweight division, and um, he's at, he's actually the world uh, flyweight title holder, and he's right. moving at up. Uh, yep, uh, Kazuto Ioka, who is the reigning super flyweight yes. title. So it's one of those 
test where the the, the smaller guy moves up in weight to take on uh, the bigger guy. Well, not necessarily, but uh, bigger well, or smaller. He might have outgrown this weight class for all we know. But right. he's moving and he's taking on the, I don't know if we should call him an old lion, but the more experienced lion, let's say. I would say experience in yeah. lion in Ioka. Because, yeah. uh, but let's not let's not forget, Ioka is a four-time weight titleist, okay? Um, and, uh, you know, when people try to bring up Lomachenko's accomplishments, you have to look at what Takana's trying to do as well. He's trying to meet that in such a short period of time of fights that he's been around, okay? Seriously, um, he's, a, he's, he's arguably a prodigy. And yes, if he wins, if he wins, that that tag is 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 pretty much solidified right the, yeah of, of prodigy because right you know if you look up this guy on youtube you'll see just a solid fighter who loves to box at range and who's got tremendous punch variety and tremendous transitions from offensive uh combination punching to kind of uh you know stepping back half steps to the sides to the, uh, and just transitioning excellently to defense and you can see that all of his punches are thrown with stinging precision. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we're going to go, let's just start getting into measuring the fighters here on uh, leaving the ring. Uh, we're obviously going to talk about Tanaka first, who is actually attempting to follow his countrymen into gathering four titles in four different weight classes. Um, and Tanaka has shown that he's a real tested warrior. Okay. Now don't, be alarmed or be surprised about his record. His record doesn't speak for what he's done and has accomplished already going into facing Ayoka. Okay. He's really following the footsteps of Ayoka. Ayoka just has more fights underneath his belt because, uh, I mean, that's why we're saying more experience. Well, this guy's taking a big bite out of every division, trying to show that he's the it factor, that he wants to be the man to beat because there are big fights for both men on whoever wins this fight. Um, you know, so if you see the chart that we have up here, the yep. ring IQ alone here, uh, Amilcar, you, you got to mm -hmm. admit, it's like 92%. This is 8% would really be because I, I, I take 8% away from his IQ because he doesn't really set punches up off of his jab, okay? You rarely suddenly see him use a jab. If he does, if he does use a jab, it's a sword jab. And when I say a sword jab, some people will call it shotgun. I call it a sword jab because it's a jab that shoots. The elbow is tucked by the hip, and it doesn't shoot straight across. What it does is shoots upwards. Let me show you here. Okay? It doesn't go straight down the line. All right? Yeah. Like that. It's not a straight shot. He shoots it from yeah. here, and he goes upwards. Okay? So it's at a 45-degree at a angle is what he uses. And it's a power shot. Okay, and yep. a power shot is really either to open up your glove or break your nose. It's to blind you push you back, get you off balance where he can sneak in a beautiful overhand right. He doesn't use a lot of straight rights. Watch a lot of fight films about him, uh, fights uh, that, that he's in. You can see he's not one of those guys that likes to shoot down the pipe. He actually gets a lot of, he generates a lot of power and energy when he leans in to a shot and he throws over your glove. So yeah, It's like almost a roundhouse right. It's exactly, you know, and he does have a very good left hook. He uses that a lot, but he does. He's a very educated student to go into the body. He is a good body attacker. Okay, uh, what are the what are the what are the pros that you see about uh, you know Tanaka? I I just love his punch variety. 
Um, I'm actually a big fan of that power jet page. Uh, I also have seen him mix it up to the body too. Like you mentioned, his hook. His hook is effective to the body and to the head. And I like the way that he kind of masters distance and space with his with his his fights. So he's kind of mastered that mid range. <clears throat> right. You know when to throw in that mid range and when to get out of it defensively. Um, I got to say, I, I agree with the the ninety two to eight percent ratio that you've given there because he is still pretty inexperienced, um, and he's right. got a, kind of a little ways to go before we can call him a totally seasoned professional. What we do know about him is he's got tremendous raw talent and athletic ability and natural instincts for fighting. He did win his first world title in his fifth fight, right? It, it's, been yeah, it's true, right? Instead, you know, he's I, been a I world. Think... Then it's quite remarkable, actually. He has 118 rounds in his pro career. Um, I still think 92 is very high for a guy that doesn't have the experience that you're talking about. But I do think he does carry not just that raw talent, because raw talent doesn't teach you how to pair punches. Okay, if he's notice when he's inside, he catches punches really good, and his reaction timing is phenomenal in how he counters right right back. but I think that what what the rawness that you're seeing, and I think a lot of people are, are noticing, is his footwork. Is it yeah. is it like Ayoka's a, a, a footwork? No, it's not even close yet. Because we haven't really seen him get in there with somebody where he has to really kind of dance away or get out of the way. You know, um, he's pretty much has the all control of the ring. You know, and I think that's where the eight percent is left out there because Ayoka is actually a guy that is going to force him to either cut that ring off or jab his way in. Um, you know, he's got a 63.4 reach, uh, 60% punching power because he's knocked out 12 out of the, out of his opponents in the 15 fights, you know. So there's no question there he could put punches together. Um, I don't know if his chin's been, really been tested, you know. If there's one thing about Japanese fighters here in Milkar is that they do have, they don't, they know how to carry a poker face. Uh, oh, big time. Right, they they just know how to do it really really well, you know. Uh, I remember like in the HBO telecasts uh, when Harry Let- Letterman and, and Larry Merchant and even uh, um, sitting alongside with them was Big George Foreman. They would always compliment Marco Antonio Barrera in the terms of the babyface assassin having a very game poker face. They didn't know if he was hurt. You didn't know whether or not he was excited. He was just on one one mode, which was seek and destroy. And I think it's fair to say with with Tanaka, he's got kind of similarities to that. He's seeking destroy. Yeah, he is. And it's honestly fighters like Tanaka and fighters like um, uh, Nakatani and obviously Inoue that really make me want to visit Japan when this uh, yeah. this obviously this pandemic is over and just check out the gyms over there. I mean, I, I can only imagine what they're like. But, you know, Japan's obviously got the deep martial arts and combat sport um, kind of embedded in their culture, especially in their sports culture. And I can only imagine just kind of what the discipline and training <laughs> and sparring um, is like in those gyms. And I'd really like to check it out at some point in my life. Not just that. I would love to go over there just for those reasons alone that you just mentioned. I definitely would want to go over there. But also because, you know, the Japanese have really embraced the Chicano culture, you know. Okay. So they literally have dedicated a whole block, a whole street. Uh, to Chicanos and uh, about the Chicano culture, low riders, 
And I think that's just great to go just to go check out and stuff, you know, because I I remember I came across a YouTube video, of, you know, when I discovered that. And at first I was like, look at these Chicanos on here. What the hell are they doing in Japan? And they were, they were Japanese. And I was like, wow, they look a lot like us, man. <laughs> they do it yeah. very, really well. Uh, big shout out to Dista. What's up, brother? Uh, Lopez and Jesus. Thanks for joining us here on uh, Leaving in the Ring, uh, Measuring the Fighters. All right, back to uh, Takano. So he's 5'5". Five five. Uh, hand mm-hmm. speed is just there. Okay, he's got great hand speed. Um, again, I don't know how many times we got to just say it over and over. Him putting those punches together, I mean, dude, he does it really, really good. Also, what he does, I mean, I think some people are actually – questioning his defense but he's got really good head movement and i go back into this pairing he catches punches really good with his with his gloves uh, especially when he's in the inside you know um you know and and again he, yeah there's things that he should correct especially going against ayoka is like the straight punching down the middle um or having a jab those are the things that in the, the cons about him that I think he's going to need here, Amilcar. I don't know. I don't know what you think about that, but I think that he's going to need more of the the variety of throwing down the middle, not around, and not walking up to you, to Ayoka because Ayoka is known to sit in front of you. And when you talk about the Matrix, the guy has the head head of the Matrix. He's very t- hard to touch when he's in front of you. Yeah, and he does a good job at rolling his shots. And he also has a tremendous chin. Anyone who has time before this fight should really check out the fight between him and Donny Nietes. And I, I consider Nietes to be like one of the most underrated fighters oh, I of know. this generation. I mean, look up and down his record, the people he's beat, the titles he's won, and you never hear of him in these like, I, w- I don't want to call them ridiculous because we all engage in it to a certain respect, but the pound for pound conversations, you know, and it's because he's obviously in the, in the lower weight class. Absolutely, man. Uh, really quick before we move on and start talking about um, Ioka, about the pros and cons about him, we're going to let you go. Just give you a quick update what we're doing here. Well, obviously, we're measuring both fighters. We just got done with Tanaka. We'll get back to him. Ayoka, we're going to talk about what he brings to the table in this phenomenal fight that we're going to be witnessing. But then after, uh, between those two, what's what leads ahead for them, okay? Win or, win or loss, what's ahead for them in their future for the 2021 i think they're going to be ending 2022 with a big bang though we've been in such a terrible uh, uh, pandemic but i think this is here is like the gift of all gifts it has potential fight of the year written all over all over it a little little car on the ticker uh we got some categories here uh these are just names that we just put it on there right now they're not solid names yet you can you guys can add to it if you're watching the telecast live or after on the archives uh, let us know who you guys would put want either on or who do you pick out of those names that were put we put on there on the on the ticker there. Um, you know what, man? The bookmakers here, Amokar, can you uh, fill us in about that, man? Let's talk about the bookmakers here. What are the right, odds? Well, right now, at our last check, uh, Tanaka is a minus one seventy five, and uh, Ioka is a plus forty five. So obviously, Tanaka is the favorite going into this fight. Um, I guess the bookmakers are favoring the younger fighter um, who's moving up to take on. I, again, I don't want to call him an older. I mean, he is older right. than 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 Tanaka, but he's not an old fighter by any means. Um, no, no. And, and uh, in fact, you could argue that he's right in the in the kind of the middle of his athletic prime. He is, you know, and um, 
I would say more accomplished in Aoka. How about that? Oh, more yeah. accomplished. Yeah. At the more because Tanaka is actually chasing what Aoka has done. He's just trying to squeeze it in in a much more, you know, faster pace than what yep. Aoka had, has, has accomplished here. You know, and what's, what's is funny because the bookmakers are picking Tanaka. They're favoring Tanaka to win this fight. Um, but the Japanese uh, champions of the past, they're favoring Aoka to, to win this fight here. I mean, this is a really tight fight here, man. I mean, do, what do you go up against? Do you go with youth and power and the rawness or do you go with accomplishment and experience in this fight? You know, and I think that's what makes this fight so, so interesting. Yeah. Between I, see these two. I see it as a 50-50 fight. To be honest, I do too. Um, it's tough to lean one way or the other because uh, Ioka can crack, man, and he's a great inside fighter. And if I do see any kind of a a, a, a weakness, I mean, it hasn't really been exploited because his mid range is so good. Tanaka, right. if Ioka can get up in there and fire to the body and to the head, these hooks, and he's also got a really short, fast right hand. If he can get that working for him, you know, it could be, it could, it could really end up being a really tremendous back and forth. I'm not just going to say fight. I'm going to say war because both of these guys have demonstrated the willingness to really go to battle and dig their heels in when they're fighting. Well, when you talk about Tanaka, where he's comfortable in the outside range, really, honestly, you're talking about Ayoka too. It's that's yeah. kind of his territory as well. That's what's going to make this fight. Honestly, no, that's why everybody's salivating, believing that this is going to be fight of the year because they both know how to control their the areas that they're supposed to be dominant at. Let me just clarify what I meant. Uh, I think that I think that Tanaka's best range is his mid range. Mm. That's not to say that Ioka can't fight mid range because he absolutely can. I he just can. think that I'd like to see Tanaka tested on the inside against the guy who's high level on the inside, inside right. in terms of short right hands and crisp sharp hooks both to the body and to the head he's knocked out multiple people um like i don't just mean tko i mean knockout yes his his his, his ko percentage is a little bit under 50 percent, but don't let that fool you right because he's been fighting at a very high level and oftentimes when we see guys with ko records it's because they've been fighting a lot of people that are no hopers one exactly. thing you've got to admit about Japanese boxers, they're all pretty much tested at a very early age. You know, they're whether it's uh, taken promotions and Mr. Honda or others, they don't fool around. If they think you've got talent, they throw you in with the Lions very young. Yeah, because thinking you got talent and seeing that you do have it is two different things. And the Japanese yeah. understand that. You know, they're not, they're, you know what? You have to respect because of the whole the old mentality of warriors that they believe yep. in, you know, um, you know what I mean? So it's like, hey, if he's a really a true warrior, well, let's find out. And the only way you find yep. out is putting them right there where it all counts. OK, you know, now, you know. I think what Tanaka's need, he needs to do, he's got to be conservative, um, not the way he's been in his last previous fights. I think he has to be more conservative going against Ayoka. You know, but we'll get into that. We'll definitely give you our take of what either guy has to do to solidify your win. But I'd like to go into Yoko right now about the pros and cons that he brings to the table. You know, 92% as well is what I've given Ayoka uh, uh, in the IQ uh, range as well because he, he's a very intelligent guy. But if you press the fight against him, um, sometimes he kind of falls into that trap of fighting back. 
Well, he'll throw everything out the door. You know, he actually shows that he's got that heart of this line that we're talking about at Mokar, you know, and I think some, some of that could possibly be his, his demise because that's what, what Tanaka would want him to do is stand there and trade and forget that there is, this is a, this is a boxing ring. You got a box, right? Yeah, you got a box. And, um, you know, you can tell just by watching Tanaka that that's what he favors doing. He loves the box. He loves he loves to fight, like I said, in that in that mid-range and give himself that room to throw those shots. Um, whereas Ioka can definitely do that. Really, he can do that. But he also, like I said earlier, has no problems mixing it in on the inside. No, he doesn't, you know. Um, but I think he prefers to try to just box and move and box and move because he's so successful. He'll catch you when you're coming in. That's what has been a lot of his success, what he, what he does and stuff, you know. Um, he, he does have a 92% uh, chin, um, you know, because just like uh, Tanaka is that, you know, uh, the guy could take a punch, you know. Uh, there's no question about how much punishment he can receive because he's shown that he's been there with some big punchers and uh, he could take a solid shot and he not even blink. Absolutely. Once, you know. Absolutely. Uh, now, when we talk about experience, here's where uh, Ayoka carries that. And that's why we're saying experience fighter. He's got 244 underneath his belt as a pro fighter. Versus what Tanaka has is 118. So now you see the the leverage. Now that's the 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 amount of experience that we're we're mentioning here on on uh, measuring the fighters here. You know, um, I don't know. I don't know, man. If we could say though that he's at the tail end of his career, I think I think it's safe to say here, Mokar, that Ioka is in his prime still. Or am I wrong? I, th I think so. Um, I, I like I said earlier, he. 31, I believe. Um, he's he's still within the prime. Um, yeah. And one thing he definitely has experience in is championship fights. Um, I think I counted 19 championship fights on his record. So he's actually got more championship fights than Tanaka has fights. But again, that's also because Tanaka was moved really well, really early. I mean, his first fight, Tanaka, was against a guy who was 12 and 4. And right. he's never since you know uh, he has no fighters on his record with anything remotely approaching a 50 50 or a losing record exactly man what's good immortal thanks for joining us here on uh, measuring the fighters leaving the ring special uh you know going to ayoka he's got 56 percent power rate in his punches uh that's because out of 25 wins He's knocked out 14 of opponents, but we talked about the level of elite fighters he's faced here uh, among cars. So that's not a big surprise of seeing a flyweight, super flyweight, and a guy that moved up weight for weight uh, divisions, you know, to see that. I mean, that's still considered very dangerous. He is considered still a boxer puncher, okay? Uh, Placete was a, a Filipino fighter that came down that had a, you know, a, a large amount of KOs underneath his belt and touched oh, yeah. Ayoka. Numerous times when he could, <laughs> when he could touch him, and especially yep. in the seventh round when the Filipino fighter came out and put the pressure on Ayoka, where for a minute there, in that first minute, okay, uh, I thought that Ayoka looked puzzled and uncomfortable. But then right after that, because he was, he was almost like because he, he controlled, he had ring generalship through that whole fight, and then. And then, and then uh, Placete was like, I need to step it up. His corner was asking him, hey, step it up, step up. You know what I mean? You're losing this fight. You're letting this guy box circles around you. 
And then when he did that, Ayoko looked uncomfortable, but then he collected it back right away. And that's what great champions do. And that's what prime fighters do. They're able to adjust on that fly, you know, and he was able to take it back and move forward. And it led into, I believe it was what, like the 10th or 11th round when he got the stop. He got the stoppage over the guy that was supposed to be the, the puncher in the fight. Yeah. Yeah, and, and that just shows, honestly, something. It's a feature of pretty much every single Japanese fighter I've ever seen fight. These these guys are always in shape, um, with the exception of the heavyweight that fought. Uh, well, even he was in shape, really, but it's totally different. I was talking about the heavyweight that fought Daniel Dubois. Got <laughs> brutal, not right. But when you're talking about the, the guys from Japan that are 160 down, they are always in tremendous shape, which is probably why most of them have great chins and why they're able to stage comeback performances like the one you just cited. Absolutely, man. Yeah, you know. You know, so let's get down to the breakdown of these two guys here, man, and what they need to do to solidify a win between each, between each other, what's happening on. It's going to be happening on New Year's Eve. Um, no, U.S. hasn't picked it up. ESPN hasn't said anything. The zone hasn't mentioned anything, uh, but yeah, definitely the UK fans have got a treat because uh, the Box Nation—they're uh, the ones that picked it up. Um, but I, I did send a link to a mill car, so hopefully uh, we'll talk about it and then we'll just put it up on our on our handler accounts or on YouTube yeah. to let people know yeah. how to to watch it, to stream it. Um, you know, but it says honestly that you don't do it until. Um, Actually, I think we need to do it by tomorrow. We need to uh, uh, schedule it in. Uh, yeah, I think so. In order for us to get the fight. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll read the disclaimer. I'll get on it right after the show because I don't want to miss it. And honestly, shame on ESPN and, and its plus platform for not um, not not showing this fight. I, I touched on this right. um, in, in the upload that I did. And shout out to D-Style for making these uploads look so easy. Uh, really difficult to handle the tech and the videos and the screen share all at the same time, but I'm going to get better. At um, well, anyways, what I was saying was that shame on ESPN, man. I mean, this is what I thought I was paying my ESPN plus membership for these kind of fights, these overseas fights. Cause recently we haven't gotten the Tim zoo fight. We didn't get the Alex Arthur, uh, fight against, um, um, Anthony Yard, and we are not getting this. So really what we're paying for is we're paying to watch the off-TV fights of ESPN cars out of the bubble in Vegas. And I'm sorry, but that's not good enough. It's just not good enough. I mean, these fights cannot possibly cost ESPN that that much money to just throw up on the platform. I agree. I agree big time. You know, I mean, I'm disappointed that we're not going to get this. Uh, this has been quite some time a tradition for Japanese uh, promoters to put up this event on New Year's Eve. You know, so and especially look, ESPN and even the Zone and even Showtime, they love title fights. They like bouts on the line. It gives their commentators something to actually talk about so they can feel smart about what they're talking about, you know, talking about the IBO, the IBF, blah, blah, blah. This is a, this is a guy that's moving up and making an attempt, okay, to go after the guy that's in the division that has a WBO strap, Ayoka. So I don't, I didn't, I didn't get that. I thought this was a perfect, perfect opportunity to, to bring him on. Now, 
to say that the Americans don't know about Ioka is really not true because he was on the uh, Superfly, uh, you know, event that that Tom Lawford was doing under the card of like Gonzalez and Estrada, you know, uh, Ioka. He was on HBO. They made a big whole segment about him coming to America. So here was a guy that they were trying to, you know, introduce to the American eyes. So ESPN could have picked up on that. Um, you know, if anything, there's one good thing that Tom Lawford has done for the business of boxing is introduce the smaller guys to the world, which for some reason, us people here in the United States, we think the whole world is just the United States and everybody else is everybody else. Yeah, and honestly, that's just not an excuse if people have not heard of him or not. Like, right. half, half of the fights we watch on these ESPN cards from the bubble are prospects that we've never heard of. Exactly. From- Top-ranked prospects. I mean, we've heard of them, but I mean the like the boxing viewership at large. Yeah. You know, how many? How many of these 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 guys like Ford and whatnot who came out of nowhere on on these the zone cards as well? Like we we haven't heard of these guys until we see them. But in this case, we're talking about a guy who's been a champion and who's who's been in nineteen championship fights. I think that guy should be picked up on ESPN um, ESPN Plus, especially when he's fighting an up and coming. I would describe as prodigy if he does well and wins this fight. I mean, like I said earlier, the kid won his first title in his fifth pro fight and has never faced an opponent with anything close to a 50-50 record, let alone a losing record. Yep. Yep, exactly. So let's give our take here about what both guys need to do to get this win over one another. And uh, and then we'll get on to looking forward in the future for both men, win or lose. What do they look uh, look forward to for themselves here? Um, I guess I'll go with you first here, Mokar. What do you think Tanaka's got to do against uh, Ayoka? Um, you know, Ayoka, we've said already, he's got the experience, got 200-plus rounds underneath his belt. Uh, he's the guy that's done the, the accomplishment of moving up in weight and taking titles in every weight, four-time division title holder in, in four different weight classes. What has Tanaka got to do to win this? And what, is he does, what, is, what shouldn't he not bring to the table? Well, I mean, I'm old school when I think about these things. And when someone always asks me, what does someone have to do? I usually start with the jab. He's got to establish the jab game and he's got to take control of of that battle. Uh, Most of the time, the guy that's landing the jab more effectively and more consistently is a guy that's going to win a fight. Um, So that's number one. The other thing I think he needs to do is establish it himself very early on and get Ioka's respect. Mm-hmm. Um, Tanaka's no longer going to be taller than most of his opponents. Um, against a lot of his opponents, he was slightly taller, but he's moving up in weight and he's now the same height as his opponent. Um, I believe they also have similar reaches. I don't have the stats in front of me right now, but I can cite them later. Yeah, so, one is um, 64 and I think the other one is uh, well, 64. I think it's a uh, Ayoka's like 64 something, 60.5, and then yeah. uh and then uh, um Tanaka's like 63. So it's like about an inch difference. Okay, so it's very similar. All right, but again, he's not he doesn't have a reach advantage, he doesn't have a height advantage, right? And he's gotta establish control with the jab. He's gotta get Ayoka to respect his power, right? And he's uh, essentially um gotta do what he usually does which is fire off very precise crisp punches because you know 
I think somebody described Canelo this way. I think it was Callum Smith. It's not that he hits hard. It's that he's so precise with the placement of his punches. Right. And he was quicker to the punch than Callum Smith. So Tanaka, if I'm going to use that last big fight that we all watched uh, and kind of view this lens from that kind, of, that kind of battle, I know they're very different. But what Canelo does well is he's first to punch. And I think, again, the guy who's first to punch is usually the guy that experiences more success. So if I'm going to give you the top three, it's jab, mm. all right? It's uh, getting him to, to respect him, all right? Taking, establishing control of that middle of the ring, uh, getting him to respect his power, right? Because, again, he can't use height and reach in this fight, really. And the third thing, again, is going to be being quicker to the punch, being first to the punch. And if I was going to throw in the last one, I'll just throw this in later. He's got to answer everything back, all right? Because that's what Ioka does. Ioka gets hit with a combination. He fires back a combination right away. I'm sure you've noticed that, David. He gets hit with a shot. He comes back with a shot, almost as if that shot didn't, didn't affect him. I mean, that's one of his biggest skills. He always answers back. So Tanaka is going to have to match that because if he doesn't, he's going to be giving up rounds. What's up there, uh, Shushan Boxing and uh, Jesus? Yeah, let, thanks for let us, reminding me that James Kerlin is fighting on Fox Sports tonight. Um, so there is some boxing. There are some actually some Japanese fights too as well that are happening. That fight's actually, that card's actually pretty good, but we won't be able to watch it. But you should be able to catch it on like uh, pirate sites after those fights are over. Um, okay, so let me go in with Tanaka. I like everything you pointed out. I think that what Tanaka does is that he has the seek and destroy mentality because he's never tasted defeat. Okay. I think that plays a big part of who he is, the confidence and reason why he's jumping up the weight. Okay. He sees something Ioka that none of us are seeing, which is probably thinking that Ioka's time is done and over. He is ripe for the taking. Also, it's the challenge, which a lot of fighters lack nowadays is the heart of going after something of the unknown. There's no real, uh, 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 there's no definite in this fight. This is a 50-50 fight, as you mentioned here, okay? Uh, Tanaka has good punching power. He puts punches together. He's quick, really quick, okay? He is the bigger puncher between the two because of the, 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 the shrinkage of fights there, 118. He's been able to do quick work out of that 118 rounds of uh, 15 fights that he's been, all right? Um I think that what he needs to do is put that pressure on early, which you had mentioned right now, Milkar, like you said, is get Ioka to respect him immediately. Also let him know that I am the long, young lion here and I got big teeth, okay? So that definitely is what he's got to do, all right? What, my, what worries me here is that he likes to switch and hit. He's a switch hitter, okay? Which I mean is even misses the right hand, he tends to do something that Salvador Sanchez used to do a lot, okay? Which is throw the right, you miss he would step over with his right at the same time and then throw a left hook, okay? He does that, all right? He's a switch hitter. My problem with that, though, is that he's going to have to be careful with Ioka because Ioka will capitalize that. Ioka is very, very disciplined and very elusive inside close. His head movement is second to none, okay? Um, like I said, when you go you back to hire the- to hype up this fight, Dave, or hire you because you're already getting me excited just the yeah. way you're talking about. You, you know what I mean? I mean, you know, whenever you think about the Matrix and Lomachenko, and you talk about how he could stay in the pocket and make guys miss and make good guys look normal, you know, Ioka could do that too. He's very underrated. Not a lot of folks are giving him that credit. Okay, 
as just like Tanaka, he could counterpunch. So Tanaka to me has got to bring that something that you said that he lacks on bringing, which is the jab. The jab is what's going to set up everything else that he likes to throw. The overhand right, the uppercut, like he likes to throw. That's a beautiful uppercut he likes to throw when he's in the in the pocket with you. But And then to go to the body, he needs that uppercut. He needs that jab to get him in that pocket with Ioka. Because Ioka doesn't actually gift you to come into his personal area. You have to work your way into his personal zone. Okay, The only way you're in his personal zone is if he goes and invites himself through that door. So Tanaka's got to find a way to get into that personal zone of Ayoka, which is what? Use the jab. That's the only way he's going to set up any of these other favorable punches that he likes to put into his combinations that out of his arsenal. He's got to do that. That's something that we haven't yet seen. Is that something Ayoka will bring out of Tanaka? That's yet to be seen. And I, th I think that's why it's so good, you know, because people are not expecting Tanaka to come out there and actually try to fight the perfect boxer plan. They're looking for him to fight the perfect Tanaka plan, which is don't worry about the jab. Only use the store jab when you try to set him off balance so you can catch him on overhand right, you know. So those are the things that I think that Tanaka needs to do is, is actually hone down what you mentioned right now so that he can get a successful win. If not, he could still get a, a win over Ayoko by not bringing any of that to the table, but I think it's just going to be a harder assignment to get over on Ayoka. And also, on the score, uh, 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 on the judges' scorecards, I think it's going to be difficult because it's Ayoka, if I remember correctly, that hits his promoter's event. He's the one that set it up. He's the one that's running the show. So he not only has to fight over what the judges are seeing, he's going to have to convince the whole event of what they're seeing. And that, to me, means that he's got to basically be so dominant that Ayoka just look old overnight. And I just don't see that happening here in Milkar. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the jab, man. It's uh, he's got to get his jab going. Um, he, as, as much as we marvel over his record, he has not fought uh, a Kazuto Ioka yet. Um, no, he hasn't. And he's got, he's going to have to get that, that jab going. It's, it would be interesting to know whether or not they're going to be there's going to be crowds there, and whether or not it's in Ioka's hometown. I'm pretty sure it is in his hometown, actually. Um, I I don't know. I'd have to check out where General City uh, or Ota City General Gymnasium is. I love how their their fighting venues are so like uh, just standard names. They're not bringing in like the AT and T Center or you know. Quickenloans.com arena. It's like, ah, this is the, it's, it's, it's in uh, Ota city and we're calling it the general gymnasium. This is the, this is the fight of the King of the rising sun who gets, who, yeah. who, who, who it, it, does uh, Yoka hold on to that crown or does Tanaka overthrown the emperor at the moment? Uh, Raider, uh, Raider LA boxing here puts up a great point, which both men, I believe, uh, yeah, I'll just read off what he said. Tanaka does not waste many punches. And it's technical. He makes his punches count. Tanaka punch placement is on point and sneaky that catches his opponents off guard. What a great fight. You're absolutely right. I think Ayoka, too, is a very conservative puncher. And I think that's why, to me, this is not a chess match fight. This is a chess chess. You know, just that the Tanaka, in his style, there's a little bit of checkmate immediately out of him. You know, Ayoka is the one that guy likes to watch you make those mistakes. He kind of like lets you, okay, let's see what you're going to do. He fills you out. Um, you know, he, he actually lets you step out of your bounds. And that's when he capitalized, you know. I think we're, 
uh, uh, Tanaka, in my opinion, I could be wrong about this, but I think he creates those moments with his style. And the reason why it's created with that style is because he has no jab. He doesn't believe in the jab. He just believes in getting in that pocket right away to try to checkmate his opponent. Yeah, I agree. And he, he forces it. He brings it on. I think that's what he wants. Um, I think we both agreed he's going to have to get the, the jab going. I think both fighters are going to have to establish the jab. Well, I know for a fact that Ayoka, which we're going to talk about now, you know, I think for a fact that Ayoka is that he's, that's one thing that he does very well is jab, jab, jab. He triples the jab a lot. He triples it a lot where he sneaks in his right hand. His punching power is very uh, underrated, okay? Not a lot of people respect it. Um, but you talk about placement as uh, Raider LA Boxing was talking about, about Tanaka. Uh, Ayoka's placement of punches and his footwork that's what sets up so much creation of what he does and why he's such a phenomenon to witness. You know, you just sit there and you go like, holy smoke, Navarrete was a great fight, okay? It was a great fight between both guys because they had to bring it. They actually had to do a little extra about themselves uh, uh, to win that fight. You know, Placente was trying to, and Placente was a good fighter. It wasn't like this guy was a chump. He came in with the, the confidence of who he was, which is a puncher. But, you know, uh, Ioka took that away immediately. How did he do it? He did it by boxing. He did it by moving. He did it by not staying on the ropes. He moved immediately, immediately when he got on the ropes. He would box in the inside immediately when Placente decided to try to open up on him. He capitalized on it immediately, reminding him to keep his hands up high. Great fighter. I mean, dude, I, just talking about right now, I mean, I, did, I think I just soiled myself. That's how excited I am about this fight right now here at Milk Park. <laughs> <laughs> And, and that is, again, why I'm so disappointed in ESPN+. Plus. I'm not, I'm not expecting DAZN uh, to show this, although maybe I should. I, think uh, we, I, I expect everybody to be on the – listen, yeah, if you're a hardcore boxing fan, if you're yeah, a really a hardcore – this fight should make you want to fucking put it on for we all can sit there and witness and, 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 and celebrate. Because look it, Errol Spence, Crawford are not, are not making it happen. No. Okay, you know, uh, and anytime you think about fighters that are in the prime and it should fight at the moment, these guys are giving you exactly what we cry about. The best fighting the best. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And again, when when I first heard about ESPN Plus, this could be maybe I misunderstood something or maybe I was naive. I don't know. Hmm. But I thought that the whole purpose of this was to like, if you were a boxing fan, to get access to all of the international stuff, the stuff that doesn't get shown on regular ESPN and that was never shown really on HBO. I mean, Showtime did a kind of a better uh, job. They they used to have their Showtime international cards every now and again. You, you know, Saturday afternoons, especially from England, they'd show mm -hmm. like a Calzaghi fight. Um, I know they showed uh, Anthony Joshua stuff early on in his career. Um but I, I expected a fight like this to be on ESPN. Oh, I just did. did. On ESPN Plus. I just did. And if HBO was around and Tom Lawford was still doing business with HBO, especially with the Superfly events, this yeah. fight would have been on HBO, I think. I'm hoping. Yeah. Going back with Ayoka here is one thing that he needs to do. He does very well. is When he is in the inside, he puts punches together. Phenomenal. Okay? But what he's got to do with Tanaka, I don't know if you agree with me on this one here, he's got to finish with that uppercut. He's got a beautiful uppercut that nobody really honestly brings up. His uppercut's on point. Yeah. I actually think they both have great uppercuts. I know. There's so much, you know, that's what's crazy again, about this. That's the reason I'm so excited about They throw dangerous shots. 
They both throw dangerous shots. The uppercut is a dangerous shot, both to receive and to throw, which is why it's one of the most exciting shots in boxing. But yeah, it's it's they broke bring so much to the table that there's no way this fight is not going to be uh, an exciting, amazing fight. There's no way. I mean, it, it, <laughs> I'm 100 percent about that. By the way, oh, are you, that's great. 100 percent here on leaving the ring uh, from a mill car saying. Oh, man, that's the 100% curse of Milkar. All right, everybody, don't tune into that fight. <laughs> if it's a dud, we know who to send our hate mail to. <laughs> no, I think I'm with you on it, man. I, I, I just can't see it not having some raw explosion between two very technically sound fighters, gifted fighters, okay? One that's trying to hold his place in the books, okay, and looking, moving, and, and he's looking on ahead to bigger fights out there for himself, uh, and that's Ayoka. Tanaka is a guy that's now at 15 wins, undefeated fight, fighter, wants, he's moving up, jumping up another weight division, the fourth weight division, going after the WBO strap that Tanaka is holding, and wants to take that, be the second Japanese to do that, okay, so that he moves into the history books, books all right? Um, it, it just, it's, I, no matter how I look at it, how I flip through the pages or write it on the wall, play it over in my head, there's just no way this fight can't live up to what we think here, Mokar, that should end up being a potential fight of the year. That's why I was like, I don't want to do fight of the year right now because it's not over yet. You can't do it now. You, do it now. you gotta wait. You gotta wait for the year to finish. You gotta wait for this year to finish because you know, to me, both guys, uh, if Tanaka's able to do this, okay, in such a short period of time, doesn't that hold any weight to fighter of the year as well? Fighter of the year? Or I no? think it does. I think it does I, too. I, th I think that, that if either of these fighters win this fight in spectacular fashion that they have to be considered up there. And we might get fight of the year. We might get round of the year, although round of the year is kind of going to be tough to beat. Um, right. Then, we, had a, we had a few a tremendous rounds. In, and we had also a couple uh, really good KO. <laughs> yes. Uh, you know, I, I don't know what your feelings of uh, are on that one. Um, but I've got, I've got two in mind, obviously, for KO of the year. Uh, the first one is the comeback KO by... Alexander Povetkin that absolutely oh, sent yes. that absolutely sent Dillian White to Sleep Street for like three or four minutes. He was out. It actually sent him singing "Sweet Sweet Caroline." Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, that if, you're, if you're not considering that, then I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know what I, you're considering. I, seriously, there's obviously that one, right? right. And there's obviously uh, also the uh, Jose Zapata uh, 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 KO. Of, oh, um, yes, over um, what was the Russian kid's name? Baranchik. Baranchik. Yes, I know. Yeah, I, I know it was Baranchik. Yeah, Ivan Ukrainian. Baranchik. So, yes. Yeah, so those two are leading the way for me. I'm this. It's like those two, and then there's a bit of a gap uh, between between the others. But uh, yeah, especially when you consider what was on the line, you know. Hmm. Um, Dillian White was screaming for years about not getting his shot and that he was the number one, even though we discussed this and uh, Joe 
Habib brought this up. You can be number one in the WBC and not be their mandatory. Absolutely. Um, but he lost all of that. It's a, their bylaws. Until they, yeah. pull out, until they pull out an eraser and erase that, because that's we know that's how the WC works. It's really a, how how the day goes. They, they implicate or even, uh, uh, you know, for, enforce their, their laws is how they right. feel of the day, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. And then obviously uh, uh, Zapata was, was trying to get a, a fight with Ramirez. You know, and what better way to do it than to send that kind of a message? You know, um, in the event that uh, Jose Ramirez stays at 140 after his uh, fight with Taylor, which I hope he does. I, ho I hope both of those guys stay at 140, um, you know, um, at least for a couple more fights and defend the, the unified uh, title a couple more times. Again, but it was know, back to the fight. I yeah. went off top. No, no worries. Yeah, we always do that here on Leaving the Ring, especially when we go live. Because we get so excited about talking boxing. We want to put in everything. Like, we try to crush everything in, in like, within yeah. an hour span that we're trying to do stuff here. I like what IBT yeah. said here, uh, Immortal Boxing. Truth said, uh, and this is so true, you know, that, that Tanaka is a good boxer, but he does get caught in the in the moments. And to stay in when he stays in and the exchanges too long, uh, that could cost him. If he doesn't uh, maintain... A discipline game plan with Ioka. I, I I think so too. But Ioka does those mistakes too. That's why I'm saying there's so many similarities between two. Because Ioka did that uh, uh, with Neverete. Uh, he did that with uh, Placente. Um, there was moments, especially in that seventh round, where he got so comfortable. He he, he kind of gets into that groove, and he's like, okay, everything's working. I don't have to be too cautious, and I could just kind of walk through, walk in here like it's at the park, and then somebody steps it up. That's why this fight is just so interesting. It's it's basically if somebody takes over, let's say one guy, let's say Tanaka takes the first three rounds, okay, and and it looks like Ayoka's written out of it, okay. It looks like it's gonna be a Tanaka night. Easily, Ayoka could just switch it up and just take back those three rounds he lost. That's what I'm looking at. That's what I'm hoping we're gonna end up getting. That it's just not gonna be not just possibly a potential fight of the year, but an all-out war of strategy, an art of war in the ring, something that we rarely ever get because it's really rare that we get some two guys that are in their prime um, that are both fighting for their, their to solidify their part in their history, in their culture, in their country, okay? It's really rare in boxing to get that. And that moment right now, we're going to end up witnessing on New Year's Eve. So that's why I'm super, super, super excited about this fight. Oh, yeah. So you want to talk about where these guys are going next? Okay, so yeah, we're going to go definitely. What's the future for these guys? Win or loss, okay? Actually, you know, Ioka, if he gets the win, which which the, the bookmakers are not saying he is. They're looking at Tanaka to get this win. But, you know, the older champions in Japan and a lot of hardcore boxing fans that I've talked to that ride into leaving the ring, um, they have said, hey, look, I, I'm giving Ioka. I just think Ioka's experience is just far more superior, and it's going to carry him on to those later rounds, into the championship rounds where they're going to really count. Also because that it's his promoter that's holding the event, okay? And he thinks that the judges are going to give more to whatever Ioka's doing in that, within those, within the 12-round uh, span. Um, so if he gets that win, he's looking at, okay, and here's some talks about him potentially uh, going after, because he he's been talking about unifying the division. And he's got, like, uh, WBC champion Juan Francisco Estrada out there that he could definitely go after. Uh, he's got Ramon Chacolatito Gonzalez, who's got a very difficult assignment against uh, Estrada, okay? I could possibly see him going after those two, the winner there, 
it would make up because now there's two titles on that line, the WC and the WBA. Now, who doesn't have a title is the Mr. King Rat himself, uh, uh, Rungensai. Uh, he doesn't have a title, but we all know that Rungensai is a live dog, okay? I mean, he's so live that the other guys really haven't mentioned about going back at it with him, even though they visited with him, okay? Estrada had a very tough assignment against him, and so did Chocolatito Gonzalez. I would love to see new blood going up, up against Rungensai, which would be Ioka. Uh, 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 I, I think that'd be a great fight. But those are the three potential fights there. What do you think? Uh, specifically Ioka? Yes. Um, yeah, I mean... I, I, there's just so there's just so much talent in the super flyweight division. I mean, um, obviously you've got uh, Gallo Estrada, you've got Chocolatito, you've got Ancajas, right? Yes. Um, those are the other champions, um, unless you want to include Joshua Franco, which I don't think we will. He's a he's the regular title holder. And then you look down the list, and there's like other guys that would make for exciting fights, whether it's Sor Rungvasai or Carlos Quadras or um, McWilliams, Arroyo, um, all of those fights would be exciting fights. So look, if it's a war and he comes out of the war, I, I think, I, I, at least in my next fight, I, I wouldn't necessarily take on a sore rung Vasai. Um, you know, no. that guy's being active, but I don't necessarily want them in, being in wars all the time. And I think that fight would be a war. Absolutely. Um, well, this, what does Rung uh, uh, Vasai bring to the table or or honestly the uh, the risk here? Um, you know, like Immortal yeah. Boxing said, hey, WBC have stated that the winner between uh, Gonzalez and Estrada is going to go to Rungasai. And that's that it's true. But but here, if if the zone's holding it and they're looking at for a unification fight here and Ioka yep. gets the win over over Tanaka, I don't see WBC going, ah, let's go up with Rungasai. Well, let's go for that. I'd see them saying, well, we can have one guy with all the belts. Let's let's go with that route, and that's what Ioka is going to is looking at as well. You know, uh, poorly for for Rungenside, King Rat is that he's going to have to be sitting outside in the you know on the on the on the outside of the ropes, watching you know looking in and hoping to get that. I don't think Ioka will duck him. I don't see that happening or any of the guys right now in that division yeah. dunking him. He's got his time. He's going to have his moment, but it's just the the draw the 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 sand uh, hourglass is definitely is draining out for him. We got to admit to that. He's been in some wars himself, you know, and I think he's like he's just grinding at his teeth because he wants to get back into that to that uh strap uh the company of the strap guys there, you know, club. No, uh yeah, I agree and as much as I'm kind of dismayed by the fact that ESPN Plus didn't pick up this fight, I'm also surprised that Eddie Hearn didn't pick up the fight, considering that he's been talking at every one of his cards about El Gallo and Chocolatito. You'd think that he just tried to lock down the international rights to this entire division by showing the Ioka fight, by uh, showing the next Ancajas fight, right? You're and right. if those two guys are tied up, as as one of our our listeners and 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 I won't even say listeners, let's just call them family over here in the chat just said, yeah, okay, the winner of of, of Gonzalez and, and Estrada has to take on Rungvasai. Okay, well then, look look towards Ancajas, right? Let's get two of those belts. That's what I would do. He's probably wants to be undisputed. I I go after Ancajas. At least if you're going to take on the risk, at least get the reward of another title belt. Absolutely. Absolutely, you know, and again, I think if the interest of the zone is looking for an opponent for the winner of Estrada 
and Gonzalez, which is happening next year, which everybody is looking forward to, they would televise the Ayoka and Tanaka fight. And not uh, uh, no, unfortunately, there is no pay-per-view for the states to tune in and watch it. Um, there is a link that we're going to check it out first before we recommend it. Uh, that it's it, it allows you to watch it on a Japanese television televised uh, channel. Okay, so before we but we recommend that I want to make sure that it's legit. Okay, um, going back is that the zone should want to put Ayoka and Tanaka on this on, on their app because it is a big fight. Like I said, I mean it's just. I don't even understand why we're even talking about why they should be put in. It's like, this is your guys' job to put Seriously. content, boxing content onto your guys' programs just to keep us satisfied, right? I mean, I agree. you know, I mean, look, they're, 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 they chanted and paraded around no more pay-per-view. The death of pay-per-view. Pick it. They pick it, sign the death of pay-per-view. Well, shit, this is a big fight. To yeah. end the year of 2012 and the undercard yeah. of this fight between... Right. They, like, what better way to end this whole year of COVID and the pandemic and quarantining and isolating and bubbles and, uh, you know, fights without crowds than to just give us this last fight and not make us go hunting on the internet for it. Absolutely. You know, especially considering tomorrow when I do talk, uh, go into to a topic, David, just for anyone listening right now, I'm actually going to go into a bit of what a lot of boxing fans may know not that much about, which is that this new stimulus package, which is total bullshit, mm-hmm. and which is giving out $600 to cover a six-month span, they've made streaming of fights a felony. So I'm going to I'm gonna go into a little bit about that because that's obviously going to affect all the brothers and sisters that are in our boxing community. Go for it, brother. No, no, no. I'm going to go into that tomorrow. Sorry. Oh, tomorrow. Night. Okay, you're on your channel. Yeah, tomorrow, no. Whatever, yeah. Um, yeah, dude. I mean, that's that's you know what's great is that uh, Ray Allen bo- bo- boxing put you know um, he just put up in the chat room. I can only dream of Gallo uh, and, and Choco winners versus Ayoko Tam- uh, Tanaka winner face each other. I would even take losers fight each other. I, you know what's not even crazy about that though, uh, Raider is that they would do it because. If there's one thing that the flyweight divisions and the smaller guys and bantamweights have kind of showed that they're willing to do this ring robin and not worry about it. I mean, look at a uh, uh, Tocantito Gonzalez. He was a guy that was written off, you know. And uh, look, I have him as comeback fighter of the year in in our category, um, you know. And and the reason is is because here was a guy that we saw the better days of him, and yep. he was able to get himself right back into this championship contingency. And, and and now everybody's like, I I want to see him fight Rungenside next. I want to see him fight the winner of Tanaka and Ayoka. You know what I mean? That's the beauty of these guys. That that when we hear people say, well, boxing fans write off their fighters as soon as they lose. Yeah, that's I think that's the upper weight classes because more casual fans pay attention to anybody that's welterweighted up. But if you look at the the lower classes, okay, you look at really from the bantam weight guys. To, I mean, even like the featherweight and down. Uh, that's when you really walk into the tread waters of hardcore boxing fans. I consider guys like us that actually are like super excited about these flyweight fights and stuff. I consider us like the, the real true, the last of the boxing hardcore fans. Okay. Because we don't care if you lose. Cause a lot of, a lot of times these guys are able to kind of re you know, generate themselves and get themselves right back in the ring. 
and do something. You know, it's to them. It's like I said this before in previous shows. I've said, you know, the thing with the smaller guys, either either what happens is they decline really fast or they come back really quick. OK, there's no in between. They just do it, and it's and then they end up always producing. And even when they, even when they're kind of out of their prime, they always put up a really good fight. They always do, okay? Because the high ratio of knockouts isn't really there like the heavyweights, okay? You know, so there's going to be some damage, which is dangerous. But yeah, I see any of these guys mixing it up, man. You know, it's just sad part about it. We may not see them, um, and we're going to end up, you know, just scrambling around trying to find a link. And hopefully, the link that we got, that we got, uh, which. I got it from my man, Asian Boxing, who co covers the Asian scene. Um, if you don't follow him on Twitter, go follow him because he puts up a lot of the Asian fights that are not televised here or are not even mentioned by the American public, okay? And I get a lot of my information from Asian Boxing. So shout out to that dude, man, because he is he's on point, okay? And uh, if you don't know anything about a fighter, he has a blog. He breaks it down. He tells you what's what's the you know what the guy's accomplished, what he needs to do next. I mean, a really great great uh, Twitter handle to follow there. So go out and check him out. Okay. So let's move on here from Ayoko. Uh, what next potential opponents with him? Let's go with Tanaka. Now listen, Tanaka, if he loses. Well, if he wins, I still think he gets those names that we just mentioned right now that Yoka's going to be going after. Those names are already solidified for him if he wins, if he gets that win over Ayoka. But Tanaka, if he loses, and I think there's a big chance, okay, I think 2% eh, out of 100%, out of the 100% of a mill car, 100%, I would say okay. that he could lose this fight. If he does, dude, he still has some great fights at yeah, the, at the flyweight crazy. division. Which he holds a title. He's a WBO champion there. He's got uh, uh, Julio Cesar Martinez. Um, Great I, The South African guy's last name. I can't pronounce it. I, I, I apologize. But also, guess what? Delani. If he has a... Delani. 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 Yeah. Also, Delani. If, he, if he has a very close, controversial loss to Ioka, he can ha ask for a rematch. I think many people would be satisfied to seeing them go at it again. If it's a great fight. If it looks like it needs to go on to a rematch, I could see him doing that all over again. But if he gets the win over Ioka, which the bookmakers are having him, uh, you know, ahead, uh, he could get, like I said, Tocotito, Estrada, Rungensai. The sky's the limit for him, but he can always rematch Ioka. That's a big fight there in their country. Yeah, absolutely. And um, if if Ioka happens to lose, uh, I've got a good name that I'd throw out who's not a title holder but has kind of a name in the United States given that he's fought here a couple of times hmm. Maloney he's fought on ESPN all right I'd, I'd, I'd seek out him you know as an as a as a ranked uh guy who doesn't currently hold a belt I think that would be a good fight for uh for Yoka if Yoka happens to lose absolutely man absolutely you know um I definitely would like to see Tanaka uh win or lose Give the WC champ uh, Julio Cesar Martinez because we got there's just a lot of hype on him. Yeah, I, 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 I'm excited about that kid. Uh, I know, yeah, I know a lot of our listeners are excited about him. I'd love to see that match uh, get up there. Bam Rodriguez, Jesse Bam Rodriguez, who I have on the list of uh, prospect of the year, he's got a lot of a lot of fighters and a lot of uphills battles to overcome to become a superstar. But the good thing about it, he's got so many names out there that it's not too far fetched to call him potentially a superstar in the uh, flyweight division here in America, here in Milcar. Am I off? Am I way off the, the rail on that? No, you're not way off at all. You're, you're spot on on that one. 
<laughs> he said, don't snitch on Izzy Foxy. I'm not snitching on Homeboy. I think Homeboy is great, man. You know, I actually, I'm the one that reached out to him. I'm like, yo, bro, I know you got, I know you can hook us up for, for us uh, arrogant uh, Americans uh, over here on that fight, man, because I need to watch it. I don't care what time. He's like, it's at 2 a.m. It's going to happen. I'm like, I don't give a shit. <laughs> you know? I, I have to watch this fight. I'm really excited about that fight, man. Hey, me and Milkar have been talking about it for a minute. Yep. Shout out to Nando. Uh, he says the fight will be around 4 a.m. to 5 a.m. Wednesday morning on the West Coast. So that puts it at around 1 a.m. to 4 a.m. Oh, God. Oh, man, I hate staying up late. I'm an early guy myself. but I, know I'm, I'm, I don't care. I'm going to end up doing well, it, man. I'm going to stay up for it. I mean, <laughs> I stayed up for the uh, – no, actually, I didn't stay up for it. I woke up early for the Tim Zhu fight when he took on Jeff Horn. Yeah, I, t- I woke up early, too, to see that fight. Yeah, I woke up for that one. So I was in bed. I was in bed yeah. when that fight was – I was actually like this, laying back, you know, your, 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 your phone up above your face and stuff. I dropped it a few times on my face, the little car, you know. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, no, definitely, you know. But yeah, I mean, I think both of these guys are still on track of be just being legendary fighters. Um, this is what you this is what you really when you look at Hall of Famers, okay, guys that are being accepted into the Hall of Fame, this is the track record that you have to look for. What they did while they were active in their career. This is what you could say what Tanaka Ayoka were doing to be ballots of Hall of Fame. You know, like like there is no question. Especially for for Tanaka, I mean for Ioka, to to be questioned whether or not he should be a first ballot uh, when it's his turn to be inducted into the Hall of Fame. Whereas like Andre Ward or other guys that were mentioned, uh, like Miguel Cotto didn't even get a mention as first ballot for this year's uh, uh, you know uh, inductee of the Hall of Fame. You know, and that's the reason why people will question. Well, I don't know if Andre Ward, you know what I mean? You know, um, you could question it, but when like Ioka, you you can't question that fighting guys that, that he's supposed to fight and then yeah. look at the future, what he, he he may fight next. I mean, Tanaka's already said, I mean, in a lot of ways, uh, people are kind of, uh, are kind of stunned and frightened that he's looking ahead already here. Amilcar by bringing up Estrada, Francisco, you know, about Juan Francisco Estrada, you know, El Gallo, because right. they're like, why are you, why are you looking past Ioka? Are you not thinking that he's the easy, he's the easier mark to face before you Certainly get in? With, yeah, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. That's that is alarming, but that also tells you that that that's why Ayoka has to establish respect immediately when they step into the ring. When that when that Valverde rings for the first time, that's what he's got to do because Tanaka's already talking past him. Okay, not only does Tanaka punch through his opponents, which you're supposed to do, he's actually looking through his opponent, which you're not supposed to do. Yeah, exactly, and. Um... Correction, Nando I, I, just corrected me. It's actually 7 a.m. for me, so that's actually perfect. I usually oh. get up around 6. So no issues there. I'll make, I'll make my coffee. And I'll start- <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I'll start my, I'll start my New, Year's, uh, New Year's Eve right with, uh, with some boxing. Hell yeah. Yeah. Make sure you put, like, if you do going to sleep in, this is going to be my alarm clock here when uh, I know I have to get up. Oh shit! The fight's on. I need I need somebody to do like a a sound a, a sound for the uh, the final countdown on those mariachi trumpets. I think I want to wake up with that. <laughs> I 
hell yeah, man. Oh, that's going to be a great fight for a New Year's Eve. Way to, just this great way of closing it. Thank you, Japan. Thank you, the Japanese people, for doing this for everyone around the world, especially with this pandemic, the COVID-19. Um, you know, uh, the vaccine is hopefully going to be available for everybody. The first responders are getting it. Kudos. Thank you. You know, I think that's a great thing for the first responders out there. They've been putting their lives on the line, helping and saving people. You know, so yes, I think they need to be celebrated first. My wife got the uh, the vaccine. She actually took it on uh, Wednesday. She was one oh, of the nice. first. Yeah, she was one of the first. She was really nervous about it, you know, because you had the reports of people fainting, not feeling well after. Uh, there were yeah. people around in the hospital. She was a, she works for Kaiser. They were saying they actually were seeing uh, um, uh, firsthand uh, people fainting. Uh, or, you know, feeling ill or just not, they, they weren't receiving it correctly. Like their body wasn't responding. My wife took it. So we was nervous. I was nervous about it because she is one of those people that are very sensitive to anything. You know, like you barely even touch her. She bruises. And it's not like a little bruise. It would be like her whole arm. Okay. Um, and yes, she's went to the doctors and she's not like her blood's not thin or not like that. So don't, don't hit me up on leaving, leaving her in Gmail telling me what she needs to do. <laughs> we tried everything. Yeah. It's just, that's just the way she's built. Okay. But no, she ended up doing really well. Didn't have any of those symptoms. Didn't faint, um, or any of that. Um, just did have a little bit of sore. She said to me though, cause I'm a big pussy dude. When it comes to needles, I'm no car. I hate fucking needles, dude. I hate yeah. needles. Okay. And, um, <clears throat> like you have to for you have to trick me literally. You know, like how you have to trick dogs and to go into the vet, you know, like, come on, you have a treat. Come on. That's my family tricking me to get in the car, to take a drive, to get to even get my like the COVID-19 test. You had to trick me to go get that done and then to even get a flu shot or anything they, they, to get done. Put that swab up your nose. That's not exactly. Oh, dude. Too it's not. But I didn't want that because, you know, uh, you know, here's the thing with me. I don't know if anybody's like this. I'm pretty sure there's a lot of folks that are like this. But once you tell me something. It gets embedded in my head, okay? Like if you say like, oh shit, yeah, I had that done and it just really hurt. I, it hurt like hell. Like I was just scared to death. That mentally fucks me up. I'm weak-minded. I'll admit it. I'm a weak-minded person. I'd be like, oh, dude, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. And and my wife just has a brilliant way of uh, of tricking me. She knows how to uh, make my, my, my tail wag and just follow her, man. She's been doing it for 25 years, bro. 20, wow. Let me see, 20, 22 years we've been married. Yeah. Wow. Same yeah. old cracker. I hope, as Eddie I hope Murphy so, said. Uh, as Eddie Murphy said, same old, wake up the next one like, damn, I've been with the same ass cracker for 20, mm -hmm. 22 years. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. You know, we normally don't do picks here on uh, measuring the fighters, uh, Ayoka versus Tanaka, uh, but I got it. I got it. I just got to get some of your guys' uh, picks here. Um, we can put it on the record here on the show. So I'm going to go with a yeah. mill car. 100 a mill car here, my, my partner oh. in crime. Come on, a mill car. What do you got, man? Who do you think? Um, you think that the, the bookmakers who, again, they have a Tanaka at, at minus 175, a Yoka plus at 145. Do you think they're right? Does Tanaka have it in the bag here? Ooh, Tanaka so does not have it in the bag. Um, this is going to sound like a... I'm not a betting guy, but is that pretty close? Is that like, or is that like way off? Yeah, that's that, that's that's close odds. Actually, Those are close odds. That's not, yeah, it's not it's not too crazy. Uh, but they still made Jesus. the favorite. I think a draw is possible. Um, hmm. But is that your I, pick, Jesus? Is that your pick? A draw? I could see a draw. 
And anybody want to call in and give us your pick right now or give us your breakdown and what you think, you know, either what you want to piggyback off of what we said or, or something we haven't even mentioned? You certainly can. 347-460-1773. It's a new number here for leaving the ring. Um, call in, man. Let us know. Well, Amilcar is sitting back there and, and trying to see, well, you know, what who he's going to pick. Who, what's his 100 pick for this fight here? <laughs> I, just I know it's going to be a good fight. I can see both guys winning. Um, and I, you know, we just heard of the idea of a draw. It's it's tough. I, I don't see is, a draw. I'm gonna tell you why I don't see a draw because we have to go back. That Ayoka's promoter is the one that's holding the event here. He's in charge of the whole event. Um, so I don't see. I unless Tanaka is just just is completely dominant, and there's no close rounds. I don't. I think every close round is gonna go to Ayoka. My opinion. Look at Jesus. Yeah. Oh, what a mamon. No picking for me. Come on, bro. I think, I think, I, I think I'm going to I'm gonna have to go Jesus on this one, David. Oh, I man. You know what You know what that is? I'm going to tell you what that is right there. I can't pick this Listen, fight. I'm going to tell you what that is right now, what you guys just did. That's like the version of, of like, oh, you see that final chip? I can get her, bro, but I'm not because I'm with my lady. <laughs> because I have a lady. I could get her though if I didn't have it. If I was single, way I, I could get her, but because I'm not single, bro, I'm not gonna go and try. That's that's what you guys are basically doing here right now on measuring the hey. fighters between Ayoka and Tanaka. Yeah, I can, Dave. I can't do it, man. I'm controversy, sorry. controversy decision. Absolutely, yeah, I, I can pick between Chocolatito and El Gallo. I got. I I'm confident. Well, we're not on that talking one. about that. That's not even up to it right now oh. on the show, man. <laughs> that's again. That's that's your version of a of a of a of a, of a non single guy going. I I could pick up on that single Oregon, girl, but I'm no. Oregon. But I could pick up on my lady. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't uh, know, man. What did drunk I, Spence I, say? <laughs> what does drunk Spence say? Huh? Yeah. So it is. So no, huh? It, no, no, you're not going to give a pick? Like, you're going to hold off on your pick, huh? I got to hold off. It looks like the chat's got to hold off, too. Everybody's uh, holding off. Mortal Boxing True says this fight could be very well controversial. I don't think the winner wins more than seven rounds, eight rounds max. Hmm. I, 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 I agree. It's going to be a close fight. And when it's up, close when it's up in the air with the when it, up in the air with the scorecards, it's up to the judges. Like those are the ones that are the toughest, uh, toughest for me. And I don't really dislike any of these two fighters as I did in a past fight, which I'm not going to really mention. Although my views on one of those fighters has recently changed, I uh, a little bit, anyways. I I cannot make any kind of bold prediction. <laughs> Can't do it. Can't do it. Uh, I like what Raider. LA boxing just said it's like saying, What are you doing right now? Right now, right now, or later? <laughs> right now. <laughs> I, do that. Yeah. I just did that a little while ago to my dad. My dad said, Hey, what are you doing right now? Right now? Yeah, right now. What like right now, right now? He said, Yeah, right now. I said, I got a lot of stuff I gotta do, bro. I'm gonna get on the radio show. Why? <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree with you guys. I think it's uh it's a very close-knit fight, it's hard to call. Um, and that's why we're so excited about this fight. This is why everybody should be excited about this fight. You know, mm -hmm. um, you know, if uh, Chris Mannix wants to learn boxing, this is a fight that you should watch. Don't commentate. Just watch. 
enjoy that 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 science of violence between these two that they're going to be displaying against each other on on New Year's Eve. That's that's what you know. This fight alone, honestly, um, I, even though I don't understand what the Japanese commentators are saying, but I for some reason I think they're calling the fight. They're not talking all this gibberish that we don't need to know. They're just calling what's in front of them. That 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 flow, you know, where some fights don't even need commentary behind it. You know what I'm saying, Amokar? Like some fights just don't need anything to be said because everything's being said between the two in the ring. Ah, oh, you're right. That's that's exactly how I see this when uh it should be a great fight. And even the trash talk which somebody was mentioning early on is not even really like crazy tat trash talk. Like it's, it's like it's like as big as it's going to get in Japan. But yeah, man. Um, if I change my mind, I'll tweet at you. I'll tweet it out. But you, uh, right now, you give out your tweet handle here. It got Immortal Boxing Truth says, "Hey, guys, what's your guys' Twitter?" Okay, I'll you. put it down again. I, I just wrote it back, but I started a new one considering I'm going to be uploading now, and um, so I'm going to upload tomorrow to, to, to YouTube on on my YouTube channel that I've just started. Um, under the Leave It in the Ring banner, and I'm going to be uh, tweeting out on that a uh, Twitter handle. Um, so yeah, actually, Hypo like said it's uh, he put out there right now too. Uh, he just put out there about winning enough. One of those fighters winning seven rounds is uh, not win seven. He doesn't believe. He says impossible, impossible uh, for mm. one of those guys to win seven out of the twelve. Um, well, we'll find out on that. Hey, uh, I'm going to go. Look, I know everybody doesn't have a pick and they don't want to put their pick here on uh, on on measuring the fighters segment right now. But I'm going to go with Ioka. I think I'm going to go with experience. I, I, had a, I, had a, I had a strong feeling you were going to make that pick. <laughs> well, tell me. Come on. Tell me why. Why did you think? Because what? You've been bigging up Ioka, and I think he deserves to get picked up. Oh. But, uh, I like you've Tanaka been, though. I really like this kid. Singing, you've been singing his praises all all show. <laughs> so it's no surprise there. You know, I think. No? Be, look, I think just because the fact that Tanaka is, um, I don't think I can't not dislike Tanaka. I think that he's chasing glory and legacy, and you know, um, but that could blind you sometimes. And I, what I, what I, what I concerned me was the fact that he was already looking past Ioka, okay. And also, I think that he doesn't respect Ioka's power or what he's done or what he could do in the ring. And that could honestly mean to me that he's going in there with the game plan he's had for fifteen other opponents he's defeated. Ioka's nothing like those other fifteen guys, in my opinion. I think Ioka's a very well-rounded in every area, okay. When you want to make a completion of a fighter, I think Ioka is close to it, of having completion. He could box on the inside. He could box on the outside. He's got great head movement. He, placement of feet are always in position to throw punches. He could, you know, when he throws punches in the inside, he always finishes with an uppercut. His jab, he doesn't jab once. He doesn't jab just to jab. Tanaka doesn't do that either. He doesn't just throw punches to throw punches. He sets these punches up. There's always a reason for these punches by Ioka, to me, he, when he throws punches, there's always a reason behind it, okay? When he throws his jab, it's because he's trying to open you up so he can sneak in a right or even throw a left hook, you know? Um, you know what I like, too, that he throws? He throws a jab and he follows it to a, with a straight right to the body. It's, it's, it's 
it's deadly. Uh, yeah. Dabs yes. the head straight right to the solar plex. Tanaka to me has just got to be overbearing. Um, and yeah. I think Tanaka's got to like start off immediately and force Ayoka to, to fight, which we, like you said, Ayoka is not shy to fight. He, if you force him, he's going to fight. And that's where he makes his mistakes. He cannot allow Ayoka to get into this rhythm, this groove. Okay. Well, uh, you know, where he could box and move, you know, uh, uh, get his back on the, on the ropes, suck you in counter. And he steps out of those ropes immediately. He's got to cut that. Tanaka's got to cut that ring off. He's got to keep conti continuous pressure on him. Okay, continuous, but he also has to jab a jab because I'm telling you what, if he doesn't have a jab for this fight, he's going to be walking into a lot of Ayoka's jabs. And Ayoka, again, I have to, you know, stress this. I can't stress this enough. He jabs one to three times. He triples his jab repeatedly. He's known to do that. You know what I'm saying? So it's just a great, great fight. Uh, yes, we are, I Jesus. I'm going to be watching it. You'll see me on Twitter um, for the Fox Sports uh, event, which is James Curtin's return. I like this. I'm curious about James. I love James. He was a guest on the show numerous times. When he got out of jail, he came on immediately. He was actually in the car uh, right when he got, when he was released here. Uh, I don't know if you remember that when uh, my ex-co-host, uh, Gary Bumantoya, uh, he, he called us while he was get, entering his vehicle. We were the first guys to call. We were, we were the first people on his mind when he got out of prison. Believe that or not. I remember that. That, that, that was crazy. You know, you it's, what? You know what's funny? I said I remember that. That was that was crazy. I, it's what's very interesting is that when you go to Fox Sport Boxing's website, which is foxsports.com/boxing, there's no mention of the card on the front page. A lot of what these guys do is just like really strange. I mean, I, know, I just bro. don't get it. Right? It's I'm like getting no hypo. I, he said, "Do you remember the guy you banned?" Us? I don't know. I, I I don't remember, bro. You'd have to refresh my memory. Uh, Joe Lopez, yeah, brother, what's up, man? I, do you still have the Mexican flag you used to use to make videos, Nick? Uh, which was uh, years ago. It's like in the beginning of the time when I started off my YouTube channel here, Milcar. I used to have this Mexican flag, which I still do have here, right here. You know, you know, it didn't go nowhere, bro. Hey, these colors don't run, vatos. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, there I still got go. it, man. <laughs> I still have it, bro. Uh, this was actually a, a, a gift uh, from a, a gym I used to go on uh, um, and work out at, you know, up in um, in San. I was, actually it was in Milpitas. I lived in San. I was born and raised in San Jose downtown, and I used to go to Milpitas. There was a boxing club that I was part of. I used to go out there and train. Mandingo Warrior, absolutely. Let's go here. Uh, doesn't look like we're getting any calls about this fight here in Milcar, huh? Nope. No. Oh, and I think people have said what they're going to say about it in the uh, in the chat. So, okay, well, we'll definitely find out your pick uh, when it comes, I believe, fight night on New Year's Eve. And hopefully yeah, everybody so else, you know. Oh, talk boxing. Yes, I remember that kid. Talk boxing. Yeah, we did have some heated moments and stuff. Um, he was a big Manny Pacquiao nut hugger. I remember that, you know. <laughs> yeah, man. So, yeah, we'll be definitely – I'll be on Twitter tonight if you guys want to uh, chop it up with me on there, watching the fights on Surak Fox Sports, Mandingo's return. Um, and then definitely, no matter what time it is on New Year's Eve, I'll be up. I'll probably even uh, – if Amokar's up to it for a bright awake, uh, we'll probably even jump on and talk about the aftermath between Ayoka and Tanaka because, yeah, again, I yeah, it should, be, about it. it should be early fireworks for New Year's Day. 
Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to it, man. There you go, Immortal saying, I will call in soon. I look forward to it, man. If there's one thing that we look forward to here on Lean Marine, me and Milkar were just talking about this other the other days about the fact that, you know, our platform has always been for the hardcore boxing fans, for people to call in and express and just give out what's on what's on the on their mind about the sport, you know, of boxing. It's the platform for free for everybody to come through and talk some boxing here, man. It's something that we really enjoy. That's why we keep doing it. You know, I get asked all the time, man, you know, like, hey, why do you keep doing this, bro? If you don't make any money, if you're not getting paid to do this. And I'm like, because this is the only outlet that I have to have a chance to talk to real hardcore boxing fans. Not, not boxing fans that go, hey, so you're a boxing fan? Oh, yeah, I love boxing. Well, Mike Tyson, when he's the fight, I'm like, oh, God, nah, that's a shutdown for me. <laughs> yeah, big time. Will you guys be live Tuesday? No, we're going to be live Monday. This upcoming Monday, yeah. we will be live. Um, at 5 p.m. Pacific and uh, 8 p.m. Eastern time where Amilcar's at. Um, and just if you see in the ticker there, guys, you see that we have our nominees. You can add to it. Um, we haven't have all, we don't have all the categories up there, but take a look at those names there and tell us if you agree with that and give us your picks or names, add some names to the, to the, to the categories or whatever category you want us to put up um, because we are going to do our Leaving the Ring Award after New Year's day okay which will be the following which will be on the 4th of, of january we'll be doing our uh, award show here on the leave on leaving the ring but on on monday this monday we're going to be talking about the categories we're going to be that's going to be the the surrounding of of the show is the categories that we and uh, milkar are talking about and the people that are under the categories we're we're thinking about picking it's your choice okay uh and then definitely we're going to talk again about ayoko and tanaka what do we leave out about that and if milkar is going to have his pick come in on monday which is two days away. I don't know. I don't think he will. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll grow, grow some cojones by Monday, but I, I think I'm, I'm quite happy right now sitting on the fence for the time being. Absolutely, man. Happy holidays there, Alipo. Uh, Jesus. Hey, happy holidays to everybody, man. You know, hope you guys are, everybody's doing well, you know, especially in these trying times and stuff, man. But, um, IPT knows his boxing. Yeah, definitely. I recommend. Yeah, man. Whoever you guys don't know that if we don't follow you yet, let us know so we could follow you. Um, as always, you guys are always welcome on our channel in the chat room. Call in. Let's just talk boxing. That's what it's all about, brother. We are a community, a familia, like the way Amilcar said. We're not going to call you guys listeners. We need to call you guys family. Anyways, Amilcar, again, bro, thanks for coming on on Saturday. It's morning. Yep. You know, we rarely ever do this, huh? Yeah. Dude, what a good. therapy. It's a therapy, man. I tell you that. Yeah. Let me just say that. It is definitely yeah, a therapy, yeah. you know? And uh, I know for a lot of folks, uh, you know, that that tune in, they, 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 they write in and they tell us, this is definitely like their time away from home in their head, especially being in quarantine. It gives them something to look forward to. So we're glad that we're able to provide that type of service, you know? But don't forget, it's really, you guys provide a lot back to us and stuff, you know? Our, I'm still working on the hats and the shirts. Um, I haven't got anything because of mailing. I don't know what's going on with that. Everybody else at Amazon, I probably could tell you nobody's getting their shit, unfortunately. But uh, again, we'll see you guys back at eight p. Well, five p.m. and eight p.m. Eastern on Monday here on Leave the Ring. Don't forget, uh, if you haven't hit the like button, hit that. Hit the notification bell so you know when we're back on live on Monday. Again, guys, uh, take care. Enjoy the holidays. Don't drink and drive because you will spill your beer. A milk car. Yep. Enjoy the fights tonight, man, and uh, we'll see you on Monday. And again, I'll be I'll be uploading tomorrow morning, probably around 11 a.m. I'll tweet out about it. 
<laughs> Joe says you have stage fright. <laughs> yeah, a little bit, a little bit. <laughs> okay, really quick, just to answer before we go, Immortal says, do I just dial in the number screen onto the phone? Yes, that's all you do. Just yeah. dial that number in, and it will definitely call in to the show. Jesus saying the Niner game. Okay, thanks, guys. All right, man. I also am going to be stuck here all day. I got a bunch of shit to do. 